Welcome to The Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to the top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. Coaches, does it feel like sometimes all you're doing is copying, pasting, nudging, rearranging, and redrawing your playbooks? Get your time back. Designed by a current NFL coach with the same pain points you have, Pro Quick Draw is an incredibly powerful plugin to improve the playbook software you've already got on your computer, Microsoft PowerPoint. We've created buttons, tools, and shortcuts to save you time, keep you organized, and give your playbook presentations, scout cards, and practice scripts a professional look, and created in half the time. We've got over 25 NFL teams using PQD, and we're giving you a chance to use it too with our new affordable price for high school coaches. Try us for 30 days with no strings attached. You'll get a one-on-one video call with a football coach who speaks your language. Plus, you get to keep everything you make during your trial. Visit www.proquickdraw.com to get an impressive 2022 playbook started. What we're about is building culture, building relationships, friendships, everything with our podcast. Any way we can help other coaches in this community. Uh, Coach Tory and I, he's from Denison, Iowa. I'm from Madison, uh, Mississippi, and we connected three years ago. But, man, the tweet that you put out, we're going to talk about about relationships, but I'm also going to let Coach Tory dive into uh, how do you capture the kid's heart at Texas, at Pitt, at Hawaii, when so much other is getting their attention, how do you, how do the, how does the coach remain as like the heart and soul for the kid? Um, so here's here's what I want to start out with, and then we'll talk some wide receiver play too, because I want I got a question to ask you about some stuff. Um, okay. But you put out a tweet, and I connected with it yesterday, but it says I show a player love first before I give them discipline. Correction without connection leads to collapse and then connection then correction leads to championship effort from your time as a coach and you've been at three big pro, like well-known programs especially with Pitt and the success they had last year and now Texas how do how do you cultivate for our listeners how do you cultivate that relationship that friendship with that with that athlete um, really it's just genuine, just spending time. I think it's love is spelled time, mm. you know, and, you know, I think that's the key thing. I never force it. I never, um, you know, I, I hate when people force like be loyal, be loving, love, you know, like all that stuff. And it's like, you don't even know the kid, you know what I mean? Like you don't even know anything about them you don't spend time with them and I and I think that the, the thing for me is that I really have always just tried to connect with a kid on where he's at and bring them up you know so if a kid is from the south you know or a kid is from the east coast the west coast I try to find like how do I connect with that kid that I live in that area that I do I know someone there try to meet him where he's comfortable at you know what I'm saying yeah I do and so when you get to know a kid and what, what's his comfort level, okay, then you kind of meet him there and then you kind of start to, you know, I'm a big 
I'm a challenging guy. I'm a hard coach to play for, you know, like no, no kid will ever tell you like, Oh, coach Marion was just my best friend. And we hung out <laughs> and rainbows and butterflies. Like they'll never tell you that. They'll tell right. you like, man, this dude was on my ass about everything. Right. You know, like I'm very over the top about being perfect and, and winning and stuff. But at the same time, they'll always tell you that he had fun. He let us have fun. He let us enjoy ourselves. And he really spent time with me. And I think the, the, those are the things that like for me like one is like just being natural and genuine with the guys I mean so like I've seen so many times where coaches just try to force this like the kid has to love you the kid has to like you mm-hmm. and, and even when I was a young coach I was like everybody just has to be like this way you know and I've learned to just let people be who they are you know like just just let them have that space I always tell them be the best you for us to be successful right you yeah. know I think that's big because you connect with the kid first. And it just goes back to I'm a big relationship piece guy, but with the position that we coach, you have to be detail-oriented. You have to be hard on them. You have to be meticulous. I mean, even from stance and starts to false steps to how are they going to attack press man, how are they going to take off man, how do they get back. I mean, there's we could go on for hours about that stuff. But the fact yeah. that we get those kids to do that for us and you love them, but yet, you're not a – I love what you said. It's not rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and all. It's not all that. Like, I can coach yeah. you hard, but I'm also going to love you hard as well. Yeah, and so I think once you connect with them, they're they're confident and comfortable when you challenge them. You know, like, I'm always challenging. Like, even – so at Pitt, for example, all the players – like, one player put up on – Instagram yesterday, like he put like Coach Marion was the same guy every day, same energy, same person. And even if it's a different position group or different, you know, different uh, people on the team, what I would do was I shake every kid on the team's hand. Like I, I spend time with every every kid on the team. I'm going to shake every guy's hand, give him a hug. If a guy's a hugger or if you're just a handshake guy, right. you know, say something to him, speak to him, because I think it's like. You know, I always said my first year when I was a high school head coach, I just tried to hire all the big names. Oh, you played football before. You were an NFL guy. Da, 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 da. Like, you know football. You know, and then the next year I hired all dads, like guys that were just great dads, good in the community, you know. And there, there was a couple of football that, that guys were just football coaches, you know. And I think that's important that you have, you know, you have the brains in the room, but mm-hmm. then you have to have people that – uplift and rise the room with energy and 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 love the guys and, and, and so like i always say it's like this a great coach to me is like a like when i pick up my son from school he runs out screams daddy when i you know when my daughter would be like dad i don't want to go to school today i want to be with you all day and cry like don't don't drop me off at school like that's what a coach a coach a, the player should feel that type of energy when when that coach walks in the room or is around you know like you should be showing up like kids should be coming to your office throughout the day without it being forced. They should just show up because they're like, oh, man, that's my coach. I want to be around him. Mm. You, you see what I'm saying? I and do. so when when you make it natural and you try to connect with like I had guys from the DMV, I, I worked at Howard. So I would say like words that they used in the DMV. And they'd be like, oh, I like him. <laughs> or I had guys that were from the West Coast and I'd be like, what's up, guys? You know, or, you know, like their language and it'd be like oh yeah coach is cool because he knows about the west coast you know what i'm saying so it's just trying to get down on their level and then bring them up you know because ultimately as a football coach you want them to play quality football how these kids ask like why or 
why am I doing that? You know, like, what's up with that? You know, they, they want to know if you like them, if you care, you know, and they, they, they want those, that feedback. Right. Right. Well, let's, I want to get in a little bit of your journey because it is intriguing with the go-go um, and then your success at Pitt uh, and now you're landing at Texas and now you're the pass game coordinator. So you're, you're moving up. I mean, Texas is all gas, no brakes, right? Um, full throttle. So give us a little bit of your backstory and then we'll go from there. Just, um, and you can even just start at Hawaii if you want and then Hawaii pit and now to Texas. Well, Hawaii was a unique opportunity from the standpoint that for me, loyalty means you can cross the same bridge. You can go over the same bridge back and forth and keep going, right? And you can feel more. And so uh, Todd Graham, I, I played for him as a player. I GA'd for him. He got me into college football. And then when he got the opportunity at Hawaii, he was like, man, I, I regretted not, you know, making you a full-time position coach at Arizona State. You know, Hawaii reminded me of when I first started. To, uh, you know, the kids didn't have much. You know, it was means, you know, like it really was like, you know, you had to go make sure they were good every day, check on them. You know, it was like being a high school coach again. So, um, it definitely brought me back to my roots, yeah. uh, you know, you know coaching-wise. So, it was, a, it was a great opportunity, great experience. And then, ultimately, when the pit receiver job came open, uh, me and the former receiver coach who left the NFL, uh, Coach Beatty, me and him had the same agent. So, I kind of knew that he was going to leave. And, you know, a lot of the people in Pittsburgh were like, man, you got to take this job. You know, you got to help us. Pitt was uh, last in the country in drops. So mm. although they had the great Kenny Pickett, that's my goat. I hope he gets the first quarterback drafted. Uh, but, you know, Kenny, I knew him through prior relationship with one of the his quarterback coach in Jersey. And I just told him, I'm like, Kenny, you know, if I get this job, I promise you, like, these guys are going to step up for you. They're going to play big and we're going to have a great season. And Kenny had the mindset, he's very mature, you know, he, he's really business oriented, you know, and uh, same with, you know, a guy, Jordan Addison, he was a freshman there, and, but he's just very serious, you know, very, very serious about what he's doing. And, uh, you know, I kind of just promised those guys in the interview, like, if you guys, you know, honey, we'll, we'll have a great year, we'll get big things. Things won the ACC championship and, you know, Jordan won the bullet in the cough, Kenny, Almost got the Heisman, you know, like did a lot of great things. And, uh, you know, yeah. I'm thankful to Coach Narduzzi for giving me an opportunity. Um, and, you know, I love that staff, Coach Salem, Partridge, those guys. So Pitt was really, really a great opportunity to go home. You know, I think I give a lot of people hope and inspiration uh, being from Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, when I left Pittsburgh, I left the zero, you know, a no star. Uh, you know, a kid that grew up in Section 8, a lot of kids from there that, like, man, I can't do something, I can't become something, you know, even though I grew up in the projects or I didn't have much or I was poor, you know, that they can go out in the world and do something, you know, yeah. just chasing the ball. Yeah. Well, here, here's what's interesting to me is I gravitated towards you as a receiver coach, first because of the relationship and what we talked about in the beginning. Secondly uh, is the – we both coach receivers. And then yeah. lastly is, is it your love for the game? And I think you give back to the game. Uh, you've inspired me and Coach Tori and I were just talking about this. You share whatever on Twitter, whatever to make coaches better, whether it be drill tape, 
whether it be how to stem a route, how to get off block, how to. So that's that's what I love about. But you and like your core at your core, you're a sharer, uh, and you want to make others better. And I think that's that's what makes you. And I'm doing like my hands like coaches are here and you're up here by what you do and who you stand for and like what motivates you. Yeah, I mean, my grandfather taught me when I was young, Luke 12, 48, to whom much is given, much is required. This coaching circle, as I get to the highest level, it's like insider trading. It's like, why, why can't why can't anybody, you know, like you have to be in a certain group or a certain, you have to come from this tree or that tree to know certain things where I just share the information and the knowledge that I have because I know it's going to help somebody else, you know, in their in their journey. I mean, to me, it's like, it's football. I mean, I've been playing football since I was, since the, my first memory is football, you know what I mean, of my life growing up. So, yeah. you know, I just love football and I, and I wanted to help people, you know, live their dream as well. The receiver coaching journey didn't start until Hawaii. I mean, I've always been an offense coordinator and quarterback coach. Um, I started kind of figure out that I'm not, a, I'm not really, I'm just, I'm just a coach. I, you know, I, I really think that uh, my ultimate thing will be just being a head coach and, and yeah. being really good at that. And, uh, but receivers, you know, I played the position. Um, I always, it, it makes me laugh when I'm around them because it's like, damn, was this how I was when I was younger? <laughs> like, God, am I, am I them? You know, like, yeah, you know, so, uh, it's just like, it's hard to, you know, it's like, man, damn, I was like them. You know, so I give them a little, I have a little bit of compassion for receivers. <laughs> I'm like, I was this way when I was, you know, like I was like this, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, for me, I, I love coaching receivers uh, from the standpoint that, you know, I just see guys that, you know, when I was a, when I was a, when I was a coordinator and, you know, everybody thinks receivers just grab a talented guy and just throw them out there. You know, but it is the same as every other position. I mean, there's a ton of detail that goes into being a great receiver. I mean, there's so many things mm -hmm. that if you break down every little thing, like I have like every little piece of receiver broken down and, and what needs to be specific at each part of it. And to the core of it, it is such a fundamental position, like that you, a, a technical position that you don't get a lot of opportunities. You get less opportunities than anybody else on the field. Yep. You know, a quarterback gets to touch the ball, running back gets to touch the ball, O-line gets to block somebody every play. As a receiver, I mean, you can go a whole game and only get two opportunities to make a play, to catch a ball, to to have an impact on the game, you know? Yeah. And so that's why we talked about, you know, big my big philosophy at receiver is how you play without the ball determines how much you love your teammates. Mm. And mm. really, that, that really stems from, as a receiver, like, dude, you're not going to get a lot of chances to to really get the ball. You know, like, football is about getting the ball and going to the end zone. Like, touchdowns on two. Like, it's really about scoring touchdowns and making plays. Right. But a receiver, if you're realistic, even if you're in an air raid office that throws the ball 60, 70 times, you're going to get, what, maybe eight passes, max 10? Maybe. <laughs> Mike, Michael Crabtree got, what, like 14 a game. I mean, he was like the gold standard for air raid. I mean, he got yeah. freaking the ball the most, but in a normal offense, I mean, you're going to get four to five attempts, maybe six in a West coast, yeah. six to seven attempts. Yeah. And I just think and about you, the quarterback. I mean, think about all the people that have to do their job to, to get the wide receiver, the ball. 
Yeah. It's got to be a good snap. The quarterback's got to make the right read. The O-line's got to block. You know, all those things. And then sometimes it's like the quarterback might overthrow you. Yeah. The quarterback, I mean, there's just so many different variables. And that's – I fell in love with the position. Um, I used to be a head coach. And then I became our wide receiver coach for the last four years. And, yeah, I love my guys, what you said, about caring about them. But, my goodness, I'm going to be – so intentional, so detailed that they're like, damn. I'm like, well, this is going to help you get off press, man. This is going to help you yeah. get back stacked on a DB. This is going to help yeah. get you get your your hand, you swat their hands down. You know, just little things like that. And I think the position uh, and the level of energy that you bring to the position has challenged me as a receiver coach uh, to bring that same type of energy that w- what we you ever You ever watch the Les Brown thing? It really changed my life when Les Brown, you know, he he's the motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. And I always, I, I was, I was living my life like this, but I never, never really, you know, like you, you find a way to put these things into to, to buzzwords and and phrases, you know, as a coach. And yeah. you got to be hungry, you know, like <laughs> that's his thing when he came out on stage, you know, like you yeah. got to be hungry, and and that's what I tell my guys, like, dude, like you got to be like, you got to want it, like at like. In practice, like if you ever watched me coach in practice, I'm like the most intense, most having fun. Like, I love practice. I, yeah. I love it. Like, that's like the greatest thing. I loved it as a player. It was just like that. It's not even like I tell people all the time. Like, to me, competitive is just mean like you're happy to be there. Mm. Like when people say, "Oh, I'm competitive," I'm like, "No, I want to win. I want to. <laughs> I want to beat your ass. I want to talk like." I want to win bad. Like I want to win everything. Like I don't even. My son, like, will be. We'll be in tears over Uno. We play like nonstop until he wins because I won't let him win. And eventually, <laughs> he just keeps playing. I know he has it in him because he'll just keep playing until he finally wins. And then that's the last game. Yeah, that's my son. Look, wins. my five-year-old's the same way in Mario Kart. Like he's yeah. like he keeps looking at me. I'm like, I'm not gonna let you win. I'm sorry. I know you're five and you're my son, but drive faster. <laughs> you yeah. know. No doubt. I say go to mom when you when you want an easy win. Go to mom. <laughs> dad, dad's gonna dad's gonna be on your ass. Yeah, uh, coach Coach Tory, you're here. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I was finishing a class and I was on just take taking just a ton of notes. You know, just like always. Um, there it is. I want to elaborate on that for a little bit because I we've seen clips of you at practice. Like your energy level is a twelve on a scale of one to ten, and uh, it's not fake energy either, right? Like you can tell with your raw emotion that you enjoy practice and that you're competitive. What do you do when your athletes don't have that same level of energy? Like how do you motivate them or what do you do to maybe uh, raise their energy throughout practice when they're not feeling it? Cause that's something that coach Weaver and I deal with on a regular basis. Like kids will just say, coach, I'm not feeling it. Or, you know, I'm, I'm just going through the motions today or, or whatever. Uh, and I know you deal with a little bit different beast with the athletes that you coach, but what do you do when their energy level doesn't match yours? Um, I always, you know, we talked about the big connection piece with the guys. And I always figure out what makes each guy tick. You know, everybody has different motivations. The motivations change. Everybody has a, a, an inspiration. Uh, but the most important thing is that everybody has a why, why they do it. You know, like somebody that moves them to tears. If you're, I always say, if, you're, if your why doesn't make you cry, it ain't strong enough. You know, we all have somebody, whether it's grandma or kids, mom, dad, somebody who's just like, this is what I'm doing it for. Like, this is what moves me. And so 
you know, when I was young, it was it was a lot of there was a lot of yelling and screaming. Uh, now it's just you know just go whisper in that kid's ear like, come on, man, like your mom or your grandma's depending on you. Like you got people that really like want to see you be special, you know, and a kid will pick it up. And I think it, energy is contagious from the standpoint of I'm willing to do. You know, like some coaches are so uncomfortable getting out of their comfort zone, but they ask the players to, mm. right? And so for me, I'm willing to do whatever it takes for those guys to get amped up. You know, like at Pitt, we came out at practice with a boombox. <laughs> you know, and where did I get that idea from? I got that idea from I watched the coach win a state championship with a quarterback. They used to come out with smoke bombs and the boombox and all this stuff. Them dudes went 16 and 0 and won a won a championship. I said that's a pretty good strategy, right? If the kids <laughs> like it and that that wins games, that's a pretty good strategy. So yeah. I, so I used it, and uh, you know the kids wanted a boombox, so I gave them a boombox. We came out with a boombox, and they got amped up and they got rolling. Whatever their favorite rap song was, that's that's what we did. I, I you know like to me, it's about them getting the work done that you know that's going to make them successful, right? Mm-hmm. A coach wants to get the work done right? Wants to get the details in, wants to get the practice time, right? And and you want it to be at a high level. You don't want it to be going through the motions, mm-hmm. right? So if if they want to dance and do backflips and do whatever they want to do before they, if that gets them amped up to do the work, you know, then that's what gets the work done. And I want it done at a high level. So, you know, I, I think you have to find that common ground. And sometimes as a coach, you have to get uncomfortable with your old practice ways and, and habits mm-hmm. of you know, I can get a guy to tuck in his jersey and wear the right socks and all that, and he can still listen to music and, and come out amped up, and, and, and he's going to practice harder than anybody else on the field um, doing that. So I think you have to find their why. Uh, long story short, you got to find their why, their inspirations, their motivations, and you got to whisper those things in their ear when they come out sluggish. Mm. Um, and then you got to let them let them be them. And, you know, what, what's their motive, what, what, what gets them fired up, right? Because the same thing that gets them, what gets me up in the morning is, is is I, I know God is I God is blessing me. <clears throat> I know I got two kids to take care of. The rent's due. Their their daycare bill. All their stuff is due all the time. And I and Dad, I'm, I want to be the one that everybody in my family calls when they need something. I I, I I like that. That's what gets me up. That's what gets me going. I don't need a motivational speech or or music or anything like that. But the kids might need that. So if that's what they need, then that's what they need. Yeah, and I think the whisper piece is really important because. A lot of times, like, we're vocal leaders, right? Like, I'm vocal. Like, I'm loud. No one ever says, Mr. Tory, I can't hear you. They always say, shut up, or you're talking too loud, right? So, yeah. so sometimes I have a tendency to do that, but it's too public. And really what's going to maybe motivate a kid is mm-hmm. bringing my voice level down, and then, then they'll take me more seriously, and they'll know that it's more of a serious comment. So I really like that. That's a nice, easy touch that's easy to apply. Yeah, I mean, I really just – I spent a lot of time just studying people and – you know, what do they like? Some guys, every guy is different. You know, like I read their body language. Body language is important, right? I'm, I'm like, your body language is, is screaming to the team, you know, screaming to the team, what, what, how you're feeling, right? How you move around. I always tell the kids, move like me until you feel, until you feel good. And what I'm saying is like, as a coach, right? My body language and energy does not change. Mm. So I'm saying like, move like me, operate like I do until you feel it, you know, cause there is days where you don't feel it, you know, like every day is not freaking rainbows and butterflies, you know, like 
kids are going through real stuff. I mean, there's days where I see guys like my brother got shot or something, you know, something crazy happened. And you're like, you got to practice today, you know, and the world is like, I don't care how you feel. And I'm like, I care how you feel. But yeah. right now we got to get this work done. Let's talk about it after practice or before practice. And then let's go. Let's let's move like nothing's wrong anyways. Yeah. But when we we'll cry about it later and we'll, we'll have our moment later. But right now, let's get our get our job done. You know, and I think you have to really have some compassion as a coach and, and sympathize your kids and feel where they're coming from. But still let them know, like, as a man, you, you know, it's hard being a man, you know, because a hard man goes down a hard road. And we all know as dads, like the daycare or whatever, you know, like they don't care that you had a bad day at work. Like that bill is due regardless, you know, like whatever that is, like the mortgage is due, you know, like you're a provider, like no matter what you've got to provide, no matter what's going on, how you feel, your mental health, all that stuff. Like you got to show up and provide, you know, so you have to teach, you have to teach them, you know, that's their maturation process going from boy to man. You got to teach them how to go from boy to man and, and show them like, all right, yeah, you might be going through something. You might be feeling some type of way today, but no matter what, we still got to get this work done. Yeah. And I, I shared, I've heard this, even when I was in high school, but he had a coach that said, I know your day, like if you have something going on in your life, we had these like two gates and you walk through the gates going to practice. He's like, look, whatever the problem is, leave the, leave it at, leave your problem at the gate and go to practice. And then if it's bad enough and look, when you leave practice, you can choose to pick it back up if you want to, but leave it at the gate and give us, you know, give us the hour 45, give us the two hour practice. And then, Hey, when you leave practice, you can choose to pick it back up or not. You know, and I love what you said about, you know, a boy to a man is the, the reject passivity piece of, hey, we got to accept a lot of things, accept responsibility, and then lead courageously. And I think as coaches, that's what we do. We help them reject passivity. You're like, oh, I don't feel like doing this, but we're going to. You got to accept responsibility for what you did right, what you did wrong. And then for us, they get from it, lead courageously. And the very last piece that goes beyond football is we invest eternally into these kids. And we invest yeah. eternally that football is that small compared to who they are down the road. So maybe it's not ball, but Coach Marion, maybe you just – your infectious energy helps a guy get a job and the way he conduct – he was in the interview because he was polished, he was upbeat, he was energetic. The guy's like, I, I want to hire that guy. And it was nothing to do with ball, and it was all how you saw you saw him, and he saw you um, of move like me until you feel good, and he remembers yeah. that. So I think football is such a such a great teacher of life. No doubt, no doubt. So, Coach Tor, you have anything else? Well, I guess I just want to ask, like, what advice do you have for other leaders out there? Because there's no cookie cutter recipe. Leaders leadership looks different depending on. Uh, the unique features and characteristics that every human has. What advice would you give other leaders that are sharers that want to grow the game, that want to build connection within their teams? I think the biggest thing is like, learn your people, learn and love your people, listen to them. You know, like you, you don't have to just go straight into rules and regulations and standards and all those things. Like get enough time to, spend time with your people and then put a plan in place to see your people be successful and win, mm. you know, because we all have 
what we feel in our mind, right? When you're a leader, typically you you've won somewhere, you've done something, you've you've had this championship experience, and it was that way at that place, you know. But it's different. Everywhere is different. The people that you serve, that the people that you help are different. And I think you just have to, you know, take a minute and and remove yourself from being the the authoritarian, the, you know, the discipline, you, you know, you have to take a moment away from that and put yourself in those people's shoes and learn them and then, and then get on it. You know what I'm saying? Because then once you connect and all that, like to me, once you connect then you can go anywhere, you can take a group of people anywhere. You can go wherever you want to go. Once they feel like, all right, I'm locked on with this guy. Like, boom, we're going like wherever this, this guy says we're going, we're going. Right. And I think when you do that and you see people start to go towards you, now you teach them how to pull others. Right. So now it's like, all right, we, I got you guys going this way. Now it's like, I see, I see him over there. He's, he's got it. I see her over there. They got, you know, she's got it. And now I teach them, okay, this is the way that you, you pull more people forward. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, just a big, each one, reach one, teach one thing that my grandfather taught me and, I've just seen it play out so many times. It got to the point where at the end of the year at Pitt, like I had about four guys that could run practice. If I didn't, if I wasn't there, like they could, they could run practice. They could, they could do the drills. I'm, I'm sure they'll be teaching their next, whoever the next coach is like, no, this is how we do it. You know what I mean? Like they'll be able to just run, run it, you know? And, and that's how you have to, you have to get it to a point where you're creating more leaders. Yeah. I think it's safe to say coach Tory, that uh, coach Marion's an elite leader and elite leaders move the heart. And that's what you're doing. You're moving the heart. Appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Coach Tori, anything before we go? I know we've – I want to honor your time, the 30, 45 minutes, and I know we're right at it. Uh, Coach Tori, anything before we go? Coach Marion, anything? No, I just want to, just want to say thanks, Coach Marion, for joining us. We know you're a super busy person, and uh, we all have things that we want to do, right? But uh, our listeners listening to this, when it comes out, everyone got better today. So I appreciate that. I, I really especially like – I think everyone knows the power in relationship building, but building that connection is the superpower that has yet to be untapped. And I think that's what's next in the coaching world. And you do that better than anyone else. So thank you. No doubt. Appreciate you guys. Culture Classroom is sponsored by Pro Quick Draw, the dynamic playbook solution for modern coaches. Let technology work for you with time-saving features to eliminate the busy work so you can spend more time coaching. Our subscription comes with starter templates, stencils, and plays for you to begin building your 2022 playbook quickly. Give us a try for 30 days and keep all the templates you make during your trial. That's Pro Quick Draw.